Thank you very much, Mo Ali. We'll head back to Pretoria shortly to get the conclusion of that uh, PSL match between Amatax and Bloom Celtic. If you're a big Formula One fan, you will know the name Sutton Images. And, uh, yeah, we're talking Formula One now, and in particular Formula One photography. And it's quite funny because this is uh, Kulchik, or a blast from the past from Kulchik, and it's uh, great to have uh, Mark Sutton on the show today from Sutton Images uh, from the UK. Mark, welcome on to SAFM Sports Special. Thanks for chatting to us today. It's a pleasure. How are you? How's yeah. that in there? Very, very good. Thank you. That we do. Mark, tell me a little bit about. I mean, you, you guys are one of the biggest uh, photography agencies around the sport of, of Formula One racing. How did you get into into the game of, of photography first of all, but then into into f- photographing uh, the Formula One circuit? It's a long story. I mean, my brother, brother's in the process of writing a book at the moment, but. Uh, it all started, my father used to take us to the local race in Alton Park near Manchester. And from there, we sort of went as young boys, um, got sort of pushed in front of cars and drivers and had our pictures taken by my father, who was a keen amateur. Um, shot a lot of pictures in black and white, as it was in those days, and then printed them and showed us the pictures later when we were a little bit older. Uh, and then my brother took an interest. My, my brother Keith, an older, he's six years older than me, but... Uh, he took an interest, and my father said, well, how would you like to sort of get a pass and get, try and get in front of the fence? So he said, well, let's go and see the manager. So I went to see the manager of the circuit, um, Mr. Rex Foster, as his name was, and uh, he asked my brother quite, a, quite an important question. He said, uh, Keith, how old are you? You know, you, you have to be 18 to be a photographer. And Keith naively said, uh, I'm, I'm 17. Oh, I'll ask you the question again, Keith. How old do you need to be? <laughs> How old are you? And he said, uh, 18, of course. And then Mr. Foster went and got a pass, and my brother sort of started taking pictures in front of the fence. So in those early days, he was very much an amateur. But once you're in front of the fence, it gives you so much more scope because then you're taking pictures beside the track, no fences. It's a little bit dangerous, as it was in the early days, because there's no barriers as such, to protect the photographers. But you had to be careful, watch what you're shooting, never take your eye off the subjects. That was a very key part. And then my brother had a few lucky breaks along the way. He used to come back with the pictures. I used to help him process those back at the uh, at our home in Cheadle in Manchester. Um, and that's where we basically started from, a little dark room, processed in little tanks, and then printed them in this little dark room we had set up. And... From small beginnings, we got bigger and bigger, and a few lucky breaks along the way. I didn't start taking pictures until my brother met a young driver called Ayrton Senna. You probably know the name. He was four times, three times world champion. Um, a young Brazilian guy. He came to England back in 81, actually. And then my brother met him. He was working for some Brazilian magazines. Senna came up to him one day and said, uh, why are you taking pictures of me? You know, I... I can't understand it, you know, and my brother said, well, I, I'm looking for some Brazilian magazines. They want pictures of all the Brazilian drivers, so you're one of them. And then from that day, he said, well, can you take pictures for me? And my brother said, well, can you pay me? And he said, yeah, and that was the story. Was they grew up uh, sort, sort of growing through the ranks, really. So Formula Ford, he was champion. Formula Ford 2000 won everything, Formula 3. And then I, I sort of helped keep my brother in 83 was my first year of taking any pictures, to be honest, because I was too young. Um, so I was 18 in 1983, 
My first race was probably Elton Park, again, local track. Um, and it's when Senna and Brundle crashed. They collided together coming into one of the cascade corners and uh, landed on top of each other. And I didn't have a motor drive, so I was literally shoot, shooting the frame and then winding it, as you did in the old days. Uh, but those pictures went all over the world because it was... I, I know you that people know Senna had a big battle with uh, Prost later in his career. But in those early days, it was him and Brundle. There was big collisions, there was lots of accidents, lots of tension. And actually, it went down to the last round at Thruxton and Senna became champion. But uh, that was my first experience of sort of getting into motorsport photography, helping my brother. And then in 85, uh, my brother said to me, why don't we set up an agency? Um, the two of us started off together and we set up Sutton Photographic, as it was in the beginning, and moved to Toaster which is a little town near Silverstone, the Grand Prix track, and uh, we sort of started from a little terraced house, and that was the early beginnings of um, our agency, really. And um, there was a few, lo- after that, there was then a few lucky breaks along the way. My brother got the Senna, uh, sorry, brother got the Mansell crash when his tyre exploded in Adelaide. He got the only picture by a freelancer around the world, then got that duplicated, sent it to all the magazines, they used it, made a lot of money, and... We grew as as those little sort of exclusives happened. We sort of grew really. Uh, yeah, and you you probably by, by getting those little exclusives that starts giving you more and more credibility, and and you end up getting in with with more and more of the teams and 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 that sort of thing, and and that yeah. helps you grow as you as you go and, and creates a bit of a reputation yeah. that that you guys are it's the guys who get the images. Yeah. yeah, I mean we're we're quite savvy. I mean we started our first website back in 1997. Uh, quite early. We actually registered our domain name in 96 and then had an early form of downloading images in 97 and then grew, that grew very quickly. Um, in 1999, we bought an archive from a guy called David Phipps, who's a, a, a photojournalist who worked in the 60s, 70s and 80s, and that gave us a lot more sort of scope of material as well, and we started to scan all those and get those online, so we now have an archive of nearly, nearly a million pictures online. Um, and in the whole archive, we've got about 4.5 million original digitals and uh, transparencies and black and white. And we're busy still scanning all those. You know, with the new film coming out from Rush, that, um, that uh, I can't think of his name. Nicky Louder. It's with Nicky Louder, Mark. Ron Howard, I'm sorry, Ron Howard. Yep. And it's, it's a battle between Hunt and Louder, and that's yep. going to be seen all over the world. It's a Hollywood production, but we have lots of great pictures from that year. So people are using those pictures of James Hunt when he was a naughty boy, when he was the playboy, and then you've got Louder, who's the, who's the sort of um, the first real professional racing driver. He was so focused on his job and was always training, whereas Louder, uh, so as James Hunt was complete playboy and was always being very naughty, drinking too much, and was a bit crazy with the girls. But this is a great film that's coming out very soon. But we've been selling those pictures very recently, you know, to all the newspapers and magazines because of the archive we bought. So it's getting those pictures out there, getting them seen by everybody, and promoting the brand. You know, we're we're very keen on promoting certain images as a brand, and we have our logo on drivers. We have it on various cars that travel troubled in the early days so we were we were very very uh pushy putting our name on people's overalls whether it whether it's a contra deal or whether it's a 
sponsorship deal. Um, uh, one one particular driver who's is still racing nowadays is Jensen Button, who I'm sure you know yep. drives for the Vodafone McLaren team. He he was an early driver in um, Formula Ford. His managers came to us said. Um, I remember what you did for Senna with that promotion you did with the press releases that went to all the teams. Could you do something for this young driver we've got called Jensen Button? Never heard of him. He didn't know, knew who he was. And um, he, said, he said he can't pay us, but we put the name on the car. So we thought, well, we'll take a risk. What have we got to lose? We'll do these press releases, these pictures. Um, and then that first race he won. So, wow. And then he ended up being <laughs> champion of Formula Ford winning the Formula Ford Festival, winning the Autosport Prodigious Award, uh, and then going on to Formula 3. So every time those pictures were used everywhere, our brand, Southern Images, was used in all the magazines. So it was great promotion for us. When we went on the podium, we had our hat on, you know, did TV interviews, the hat would come out, you know, so it was... That's fantastic. It's all about promotion, and um, those pictures were seen all over the world. We also sent them to all the newspapers in England, so the big national newspapers got to think, oh, this could be the next British champion, and uh, Mark, he did it. He so, was in the end. Sorry to interrupt you. If I could just ask you to hold for one minute. We just want to cross to Pretoria quick for the conclusion. One minute left of the five minutes in the clash between Amatax and Bloom Celtic. Uh, Mo Ali, will you wrap it for us? Indeed, and it looks like uh, Amatax uh, in that uh, one minute. There's no way they're going to concede two goals. So not only have they scored their first goals of the, afternoon, of the season, uh, they also look like uh, they're on course. In fact, they are on course to uh, score their first uh, win of the season. That uh, will take them up to seventh uh, position on the log, maybe eighth even, depending on uh, if three stage stars can hold on to that uh, goalless scoreline against Platinum Stars and uh, three minutes to go in that game. So uh, Amatux uh, very, very nicely now will go up to uh, four points, but ahead of Bloemfontein Celtic on uh, goal difference. Celtic will have a goal difference of minus three. Corner to uh, Celtic to the near post. Cleared at the near post there. Every single red shirt of uh, Amatux now back defending as it's uh, Clayton Daniels, central defender in advanced position. And uh, there is uh, the final whistle blown by referee Philip Tenyani. So Amatux uh, had to wait uh, 376 minutes before they scored their first goal of uh, the season in League and Cup football. But it was Atisaya Nyondo after 16 minutes that uh, gave the home side a 1-0 lead and a uh, bullet of a free kick two minutes later by uh, the new signing from uh, Uganda, Jeffrey Massa, that uh, made it uh, 2-0 and uh, that was uh, eventually the last score of the game. But Washington Arubi certainly uh, kept his side alive uh, in the Amatex goal, saving very well from uh, Joel Mokorossi and uh, Musa Nyatama when he was called upon to do so. So uh, they leapfrog Bloemfontein Celtic, uh, do University of Pretoria. They started in uh, 14th position on uh, one point, and uh, now they've moved ahead of uh, Celtic into 8th position on uh, four points, but they do have a better goal difference than uh, Bloemfontein Celtic to Amatex. So good win for Steve Barker. He'll be relieved that his team have scored their first goal of the season, and they've also picked up their first victory of the season. It finished at the Amatex Stadium, Pretoria University 2, Bloemfontein Celtic 0. Thank you very much, Mo Ali. Back on your radio tomorrow here on SAFM Sports Special. Just a couple of the other uh, results, football results taking place in the UK at the moment. The Barclays Premier League, it is half-time. 
and Newcastle lead Aston Villa by one goal to nil. Fulham one up against West Brom. Hull also lead Cardiff by the same margin. Arsenal uh, have a one goal advantage over Sunderland and Spurs one up over Norwich. The other class is taking place. Stoke City and Manchester City are deadlocked at nil all. We're talking Formula One photography and uh, fascinating chat with Mark Sutton of Sutton Images. Mark, you were telling us about the early days, some of the drivers that you've, you've uh, photographed, Jensen Button being one of them, but you also uh, photographed the last Formula One Grand Prix we had back here in South Africa, which was in 1992. Any, any specific and, and special memories about that race? I just remember it being a very close battle. Um, obviously, a, in that sort of that part of my career, that was my first year of actually covering all the races. Ninety-two. Uh, I started in eighty-five, like I said, but I had to learn my apprenticeship. So I did a lot of racing in England and Europe. And uh, then in ninety-two, we managed to get a contract with a Japanese magazine where I would provide all my films. So it meant I went to every Grand Prix after that. So I pretty much covered every Grand Prix. But yeah, ninety-two was a great year. Obviously, uh, South Africa on the calendar, great place to stay. Really enjoy it from what I remember. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, a great battle there. We, I think, if I remember rightly, it was Senna, Prost, and Schumacher battling out pretty much the whole race, if I remember rightly. I remember we, I can remember the pictures now, to be pretty honest. Um, it was, yeah, it was a great experience for, for Formula One and a great experience for the photographers who came out and we were very well treated. Um, it was an incredible experience, to be honest. Um, probably hit some of the foods. I will never eat again. I remember going to a camel party that was on some ranch um, and Flavio being there. And I remember being zebras and um, wildlife. Uh, there was uh, various uh, giraffes and other, other animals just around the pool area. It was, it, was, it was something that sticks in my mind very well. And then there were some Zulu um, warriors who were doing some dance, I remember, in the, as a part of the entertainment that evening. But it was... Um, yeah, it always sticks in my memory as being an incredible place, and it was a real shame it came off the calendar. But it's it's amazing how things come around, you know, and maybe we'll come back one day when the economies have, have improved, and, uh, you know, it, but it takes so much now for uh, a circuit to invest all that money, and obviously Mr. Eccleston, who runs Formula One, he takes a big slice of the pot. It's between sort of 30 or 40 million now to run a Grand Prix, just, just the promotion fee, so... It's a lot of money to spend on a Grand Prix, but it's what, the way I look at it is that you know you have a Grand Prix every year for four or five years. It's like having an Olympics because the audience is so big. It's 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 something that you can have every year rather than having it every four years. And obviously with the Olympics, you generally only get it every fifty years anyway. So um, I think the, the pros and the cons, certainly the pros to having a Grand Prix is is huge, and the the global presence the the promotion it gives the country and uh, the, the amount of advertising it promotes uh, tourism incredibly well. So you see now countries like Singapore, India, obviously we're going to be going to Russia for Sochi for the for, for Grand Prix next year. We're going to be going to possibly New York as well for New Jersey. And, and Mexico, going back to Mexico, which we had a Grand Prix back there in 92. So I think these countries are understanding that Formula One is such a global sport that it brings great tourism and great promotion for that country.
Yeah. Mark Sutton, it's, it's been fascinating chatting to you and, and hearing some of the stories, especially uh, of the early days of, of taking those film, uh, rolls of film back to your dark room, how digital photography yeah. have changed <laughs> things. Uh, yeah, fascinating. Could chat to you all afternoon. Thank you for your time. Really do appreciate it. If, if people want to check out some of your images, what's the website address that they can go have a look at? Yeah, it's www.sutton-images.com. Excellent. We've got, a, we've got all our images open to the public, so I think it's 930,000 um, high-resolution pictures, but behind that you can order poster prints from A5 to AO, so please go and have a look, search. Please take your time and uh, enjoy the website. Excellent. It's uh, www.sutton-images.com. Uh, you can also follow them on Twitter, at Sutton Images. Mark Sutton, thank you so much for your time. All the best, and uh, hopefully we can thank catch up much. soon. Appreciate your time. I'm also, I've also got a very big smile on my face because um, I'm a big Man United supporter. So <laughs> they uh, obviously won 2-0 today. 2-0 yeah, so over Crystal and, uh, Palace. ET sport we have here in England, though. <laughs> Covering the formula, uh, covering the, mo- the football. So Excellent. it's been uh, it's been a nice morning of football here and, and rugby. I was watching the rugby as well. Great Sorry, stuff. guys. Uh, maybe <laughs> three, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't 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 the great. greatest of results for us. Mark Sutton, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. For sure. Here on yeah. SAFM, yeah, absolutely. SAFM Sports Special. Some more news coming up from Anne Musa.